Blog Talk Radio.
Little Miss Birdsong, come here. You follow me. Come on, baby. Come on down. Come on, baby. Come on down. Let's plug ourselves and touch each other. This machine and everyone is down. Well, it's been a fantastic trip. Y'all cut it out. Not even out. Yeah. I'll come back next week now. Take another load. Funky folk. I know you want to get your hands together. We'll be right here on time. Oh, we got to see you now. Time for the countdown, please. Give me the countdown, Zach. Yeah. Here we go, man. Here we go. You ready? One, two, two, three, me, four, more, five, no job, six, no trip, seven, win, heaven.
time in our lifetime. Greetings, blessed people of the earth and the heavenly realms and the angelic messengers, our ancestors, and all who have come to share toward us this evening. We honor the late Marvin Gaye. He had some of the deepest messages of his time among us interplanetary space, peaceful space. There is the place where I've been knowing, like I've been knowing you for a thousand years. So tonight, we're going to check out some of this new smoke that ain't classified as dope. But if your minds are truly with it, you will be able to get moving with it. Because tonight, we are going to discuss moving from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality. Moving from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality is a process. I want to let you know that we will be posting this program on a website that was developed by a friend of mine for the Souls of Life Society, which is called the Souls of Life Society dot org. I have done this for years on end working to move from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality. Light years seem to like magnetize our minds into a like-mindedness of knowing we all are truly one. For there is only one source of all. And on this line, we know that source as God the omnipresent, omnipotent, all benevolent, beneficent, creator of all things, who goes by many names. So let's plug ourselves into the freedom of thought, freeing ourselves from preconceived notions, freeing ourselves from self-limitations, freeing ourselves from the slavery of your past perceptions to come into this realm with me of peaceful space and love with an open mind. Because a closed mind lets nothing in and cannot let nothing out. You see, life is for learning and the sharing of what is given of infinite intelligence to share with one another. We each have purpose and destiny to fulfill. This 
is not going to be our first stop or our last because with this journey, we got a long way to go. Greetings and welcome to King's Philosophy. My name is King T. Bell, and I am honored to have this privilege of sharing this moment with you. In the infinity of life where I am, where you are, all is perfect, whole, and complete. Each moment of our lives is new. My new whole is a reflection of my thinking. And I want you to understand that the same is with you. I am the creator of my experience. I am one with the power that created me. I am now allowing the success formula to flow through me and manifest my whole world. I deserve success. And all of the ingredients of success is within me. I am the master of my destiny. Happy for the abundance that is circulating in my life. I love taking action on my new ideas. I am divinely guided and protected. This program, King's Philosophy is Love, one of those examples of the new ideas that has been coming to me. This program, King's Philosophy is Love, has been a program that I have been divinely guided to do. Divine intelligence gives me all the ideas that I can use. For I must believe that everything I touch is a success because a deeper part of me is coming to surface every day. Success is my birthright, and success is your birthright as well. I was born with a power I was not aware of. I am the creator of my reality, and of this day, I love my intuition. I am always learning. I am encouraging myself every day. I am a part of something big and magical. I am a unique soul with a unique purpose. To move from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality really takes a consciousness of understanding that we are living in a new age society. And the basis of a lot of our beliefs has its foundation in the ancient foundation of created that is eternal. Let me share a story about how I began my journey. A journey just realized this past Resurrection Sunday. You see, I considered that there was something dead about me that had to be resurrected. 
truly willing to accept that I have a unique purpose. We all should consider the same thing because you have a unique purpose too. I was not truly willing to accept that I am a unique soul. I refuse to believe in the value I create because I wanted to believe that I am just like everybody else. I said to me, being like everybody else can't be wrong, can it? As long as I keep learning, the path, my path will appear. As long as I keep my head to the sky, the clouds will tell me why. That's just when the fire had downloaded into my spirit back in the early 70s. But I became confused because I asked, how can I be aware of my path while my head is always looking in the clouds? What I got in return was one word, believe. As I first paused upon this one thought for years, my next response was, believe what? I submit to each of you that that is exactly the reason we each exist. To first believe we exist because there is no I in I. Is no I in I. You see, there is this big movement on the consciousness of the I am and the power of the words I am and stems from the conversation that Moses had with a burning bush that was not consumed by the flame. For in that bush was a spirit eternal because Moses was afraid and Moses was concerned about the journey that he had to go on. And he said, who should I say who sent me? Because he didn't feel as though he had the authority to go forth and bring a word to somebody else, to a leader of the masses. And the bush said to him, say, I am that I am has sent me. I am that I am is the first understanding of what name is understood to be. And that being is the essence of all of life, all of creation, all of existence, all that is, was, and is to be, and is yet to come. I have a poem I have here that I call A Hedge of Protection purpose the God of this world whoa is full of wickedness hey 
Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the one who controls the negativity that is constantly moving. Because you are having a struggle against what is inside of you and what is all around you. You must decide that of which you will focus and give your energy. Otherwise, it will be taken. Those words can confuse a person in a world living in a world full of confusion because they say the father of confusion is the devil. But a lot of people say, who is the devil? Well, negative thought is the devil, my friend. I thought you knew. That's plain and simple. You can't see it, but you can feel it. You see the effects of it when you look at people dying as the news reports the chaos that occurs in the streets. It can bring a person to tears. And if you're not careful, it can suck you in and cause you to feel so withdrawn as though no one cares for you. Believe me, there is a power that brought you into existence that cares so deeply for you that it allows your heart to beat consistently every day of your life. And if by chance you happen to be in a person who had your heart stopped, I guarantee you it came back into being because of the love that is yours from a space and a place that is eternal. You see, concept and the consciousness of eternity is beyond the conception of man. Man's conscious awareness. But this is the amazing thing. We are connected to a power and a force that allows your blood to circulate throughout your body consistently and without fail. Did you not know that there are actually 10 million cells that is created every second in your body? 10 million cells. You have no control over that, but Stay mindful of this. There's also 10 million cells that are dying in your body every second. Whoops. There goes another 10 million. Just like that. In the elementary consciousness of spirituality, they're not grasping. They're not picking up on that. When I talk about the maturity of spirituality, I talk about that relationship with you that God has with you, your body, your existence, your being. Did you not know when you are born, 
the process that brought you into conception. The first thing, the first organ that is created out of all the masses of the cells that are constantly regenerating and reproducing and expanding. The first organ is the heart. And the heart is the first organ of the body because of the energy that it possesses to bring it into the life force that brought it into being. I worked as a paramedic in the city of Baltimore for 20-some-odd years. And I can tell you that I've actually seen where a person has been killed on the street and we've taken them to the hospital. And the doctors there open up the chest in order to have the blood circulate because it's called um, external massage, internal massage, cardiac massage. And the doctor can grab that heart and that heart in his hand and squeeze that heart in order to get the blood to circulate. This particular day when I was there, there was a friend of mine who actually was stabbed over 17 times. And it just so happened he was just around the corner from the firehouse in which I was in. And when we responded to that call, and I picked his body up off of the street and brought him inside the medic unit, not knowing who he first was, but knowing that he was a person in need of medical assistance. I brought him inside, and when I put him on the gurney, and I brought him into the light, and I saw that his eyes was like broken glass because the blood that needed to be coursing through his veins was not coursing through his veins because he was stabbed over 17 times. I looked at his face and I said, oh my God, this is Timmy. And we started an IV as we was going to the hospital because there's not a whole lot you can do in a situation like that because you know this person has holes all inside of them, all through them. When we got to the hospital, they found at least 17 holes, I'm uh, sorry, about seven holes in his heart muscle alone. But this is the amazing thing about it. That heart muscle, because of our rapidness in getting him to the hospital, still trying to beat, even though there was no blood to be brought forth through his body. That's an emotional experience for me. Because it's not often I come across somebody that I know that was in such distress. And there was nothing that could be done for him. Even though not only did he go to the emergency room, they took him to operating room because when they tried to do the external massage of his heart, they knew there was a problem and there was so much blood, they had to do more than just have him in the emergency room. So the heart is a powerful organ. And it's connected to life itself. That is what I'm talking about when I talk about maturity of spirituality. You are spirit. 
and your connection through your heart is most important because your soul is longing for that connect back with the spirit from which it came. I have another poem here I'd like to share. Cave. The reason why this poem was written, I'll explain after I read this poem. Enslaved to the cave, sacred union of the heart, masculine penetration into the spirit of life, feminine surrender to change, gather as one, witnessing. the acceptance of all that is. It is time for all things to come together as one. I maketh all things brand new, saith the Lord. Yet the ego constantly filters life's expressions through labeling and judgment of others. But when the self is liberated, the mind then comes in service to the heart. Are you listening to what your heart is saying? The ego enslaves your divine nature and makes your life difficult and your hearing becomes dull. But when you come to know you have been programmed You can create change from knowing your divine essence had been enslaved. I say enslaved to the cave. Wow. Oftentimes people stay in the elementary consciousness of what people tell them about religion, about life's experience, until they come to the place of which they have their own life's experience. The maturity of spirituality is each and every one of us to achieve. And it takes a journey that goes far and long. But I guarantee you, when you trust in the love of God, you will know what is said when I say we each exist. To first believe we exist because there is no I in I, because in the truth of divine love and spirit, there is only I in I as there is only one, I am. And I am that I am. It's all, in all, as all, I am. We're going to take a musical break now. Looking for that song we have, Kelly. 
think it's called Spirit. We have on the line with us our beloved Arlene Cahat, my beloved wife, which is here to assist me in phone calls that we receive. At any time, feel free to give us a call to let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know if this is moving you and touching you in a place and a space that makes you excited about what you're hearing. For it is about moving from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality as we listen to our Kelly spirit.
We have much, we have so much to say about this, but it's hard to explain because so many are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you are to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. There are so many of us who need milk, not solid food. That's what I've served to you here, solid food. But I know that milk oftentimes is required for many. So I try to, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness when it comes to the maturity of spirituality. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings and go on to maturity. This we shall through prayer and meditation. There's a similar recitation of what I just spoke that comes out of the book of Hebrews. Um, I believe it's around chapter 5, chapter 6, that speaks to us about the need for us to move from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality. But how can we see the things of the spirit with physical apparatus if we are constantly insane because of our own lack of focus upon the things of the spirit? When our focus becomes more and more engrossed on the physical while continually moving away from our spirit, which lives and moves and has our being and gives us our being. How can we really see the I am? We thank our Kelly for allowing his the gift of his spirit, the gift of spirit that is within him, to give us that song. And to the studio tonight I have with me my beloved Arlene Cahet, our energy healer, who also happens to be my gift as wife. She opens the lines for me when any listener wishes to come in and communicate when they press the one on the queue that cues us to let us know what's happening. So before we proceed, I would like, if we may, to have Arlene interject before we move forward. Hello, Arlene. <laughs> good evening. Good evening, good evening. So I, I think that, um, you know, whomever may be listening may be feeling that you're hanging out in the rafters and probably will have to listen to um, this this recording back in archives. Um, but let me see if I can, you know, break down what you said um, for these, oh, for a little over um, – 40 minutes and and see if I can qualify it uh, down to this. So um, much of what you said is that uh, there's a great deal of confusion out there in in the world about uh, spiritual matters, especially with the 
you know, with the more, I guess you would say, literal interpretation of spiritual texts. And as a result of it, they they haven't looked to um, get a deeper understanding of it, still remaining in that sort of elementary stage of of reading it on the surface level and not be going any deeper. Um, I think you have said before, uh, at least with you know with you and I in private discussions, that like say for instance the Bible is it's a living and breathing text, and as as a result of it being a living and breathing text, um, it, it's coded. So there's a there, it's necessary to get to a place where you actually have to meditate to get the deeper understanding. And that for the most part, um, many people um, who might be uh, in the church, um, you know, fail to move beyond the elementary. And that you're saying that uh, one of the best ways to do that is through meditation. Did I say it? (laughs) Did I say what you said? did I, you know, you can you can let me know whether or not. Um, yes, yes, um, you are doing a fantastic job. Yes. Okay, okay, all right. So uh, that you know, essentially, that is is what uh, King has been saying for 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 a moment here, um, and uh, you know, if if there's anybody out there who wants to join the conversation, all you have to do is press the number one and join the conversation because he, he does want this to be an open dialogue. But, you know, you can continue, honey. If I, um, if, you know, if I feel that anything needs to be clarified, I, I definitely will interject. Thank you, my beloved. I do appreciate that. I'm glad you mentioned the part about the, the Bible being, a living document because a lot of people believe that it is just a piece of literature. Desire to analyze it as such when in actuality there's a power that is connected to the energy field that manifests what that book holds in the fullness of its composition because spirit visuals to bring the material into the material realm that which is translated and that which has been translated from languages from long ago the unfortunate thing about what we've observed is people nowadays actually don't quite capture the reality that the English language is not the first language. And they get lost in the sauce of exactly what the power word from even ancient text, ancient words, chants, and things of that nature. I, you follow yeah, what I'm saying? Have a, yeah, yes, I do. Um, and we do have a caller in the line that would like to speak in. You are, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So area code three one two four three seven. 
Welcome, Good welcome. Evening. Yes, thank you, uh, King and Arlette. This has been a good conversation, and I just want to, you know, embellish a little bit on that spiritual maturity and the fact that the Bible is a living document uh, because when you get to the heart of that, yes, other men wrote it, other individuals contributed, but it's the heart of that Bible, I think, that leads as at least an avenue to spiritual maturity. If we get caught up in those words, you know, the devil, uh, right and wrong, things like that, your religion, etc., where we're excluding the heart of what God is saying to us, you know, we, we are not exercising spiritual maturity. So I wanted us to you know, just consider how important that is, you know, here with your heart as opposed to, the words that so-and-so used, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you tonight for this opportunity to express my feelings about it. Thank you so much, Claudette. It's so good to hear your voice. We appreciate that indeed. Wholeheartedly agree with that. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. Keep keep breaking it down so we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take this opportunity also to to mention um, I have been really, really struggling with my own self. And I think that the other coin, other side of the coin of this spiritual maturity, stepping into our purpose, um, we have met so many new people over the over just a, a few a span of a few years uh, through a program called the Love Journey, which is in essence the power of spirit moving us into communities of people who are like-minded, who are loving, who are embracing our gifts and our talents and moving us forward in the calling that is upon our lives. And I am so grateful to have come to meet Claudette and so many of the other members of the, the Love Journey family. So it, 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 it makes my heart feel good to hear your voice even as we go forward in this conversation, which basically was inspired by the love journey, by the community of like-minded members that I've come in contact with most recently. I now also have a YouTube page called King's Philosophy. I will be uploading that YouTube channel also on my website called The Soul's of Life Society. I have moved forward to express what spirit has moved in my my heart to do in regards to poetry. And I have a Facebook page called King Obadele, the Oracle. And I am in the process of downloading 
some of the poetry that I have out of a book to soon be released called Extraordinary Epiphanies Through a King. Um, And I'm actually moving forward into developing a Facebook Live page. The Facebook Live page is going to be me bearing my soul about what's brought me to this place of awareness. And I spoke earlier about Resurrection Sunday. And for me, I had to look into myself because everything is deeper. We just have to look deeper. I've been gifted with what's called, for what has been shared with me, to be known as alternate sight. For some reason, I don't know, but for some reason, I see things differently than a lot of people. And I I have to kind of work it into, um, I guess, this space and time because, you know, I guess I keep my head in the clouds like Earth, Wind, and Fire says, and sometimes Arlene says, hey, you got to come down from there, you know, we're living down here. <laughs> but, yes, yes. <laughs> but, they say keep your head to the sky. They meant look up there. Not stay up there, so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> but uh, let me let me bring to the table what what happened. Um, and on on the Resurrection Sunday, there's a, a aspect of recognizing that there is a energy that we are connected to that gives us authority if we choose to accept it. But if we allow it to die and do not believe that it can be resurrected, it remains in the grave. That's what is what's going on inside of King's head. That's why I got the YouTube channel called King's Philosophy because some of this stuff, you know, we it's for discussion. But what I decided to do this Resurrection Sunday was give thought to that. And I said, let me look back on my life because I've been feeling a little bit reluctant to share because of a fear of criticism, because of a fear that, you know, I have no authority by the standards of this world where you have a degree and things of that sort. But I went back into my memory and back in an 11 years old, I'm pausing because I my spirit just moved on me about that I I got a little bit of juice in my eyes. You know, some people call it tears, but it's just that it was just an amazing experience of which I'll share. My mom was sending me to put some letters in the mailbox. And with me being a little guy, it's 
less than a block away from the house, but you come across people standing on the street and not really doing a whole lot of anything if uh, they can help themselves. And I came across a, a gang of boys that was across the street from the path I needed to go in order to get to the mailbox. And they looked like they was up to no good. I could feel it. So when I saw them over there, I was like, wow, okay. I went on and I walked and I walked with a little more speed over to the mailbox. And I said, okay, now I got to go pack back past these guys. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to run to the house because I don't want them coming over messing with me because I don't have time for that. So when I left the mailbox, I said, I'll be cool about it because as I'm running, they're not going to think that I'm worried about them. So I'll be cool, run home without having to be chased home because there's a good chance that that might happen, and I ain't for it. So I left the mailbox, and I start running. And I see him across the street there, but I'm not paying him any attention. And I'm running. All of a sudden, I heard, I'm telling you, I heard in my head something said, Stop! And I put on the brakes like, like, like on a dime because that's the urgency that I heard that was inside of my head. When I did that, there was this loud bang as a rock. I'm not talking about a stone. I'm talking about a rock the size of my hand came across my face and it hit this garage door so hard that it left an imprint on the garage door because it was a sharp, sharp edge rock. And it left an imprint on the garage door and dropped to the ground. I looked at the garage door. I looked at the rock. I looked across the street at these guys and they was laughing. And the thing that blew me away was if I had not stopped when I heard stop, that would hit me dead smack in my temple, and I probably would not be here to tell you this story. But I tell you one thing I did. I kept running, and I've been running ever since, but in a different kind of way because I couldn't quite understand what happened. It wasn't about the guys and them being of a negative vibration that could have killed me that day. It was about the voice that I heard in my head that saved my life, that literally saved my life. Now, consciousness, and I remembered that, and I said, wow, I forgot about that. But that has a lot of significance and power for today because what I'm hearing as I write these books, as I do my poetry, as I'm moving forward in this consciousness of awareness could also be that which could save someone's life. Maybe, maybe one, maybe two. 
maybe ten, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands. I have to resurrect that strength of knowing that that happened and that was real. I have another experience that I had. I got to a particular place to where I was in a state of depression, not really concerned about life anymore because life seemed to be falling apart. I was back in my late 40s. I lost my job. Lost my marriage that I thought was going to last for a long time, but there was something about the vibration of the woman that I was involved with at the time that was abusive and painful. And I didn't want to accept that it was abusive and painful. But I received the message that it was time for me to leave that relationship. And I did. And I thank God for that because that was another experience of which might have turned out for the worse if I had not listened. But yet, I stepped into a negative world of drug abuse. And I remember the last day I was out smoking that crack cocaine. And I knew I was going to be released from this crack cocaine because I felt the coming. I, I was like, you know, that particular day, that, that next morning, I actually had a job interview, and I wanted to change my life, but I didn't quite know how to get out of the grips of this thing that had me bound. So I had this mantra I was saying. I kept saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I was like just dropping away from all of the people that I was associating with because I'm like, I can't be living this type of life anymore. I just can't do this anymore. And I kept saying, no weapon shall pro- no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I went to pick up my last hit for that particular night because I figured uh, what I already had was sufficient enough to really have my head spinning. And uh, the process of making your high the best high that you can have, I was able to pretty much get there. And all I needed was to get just $10 worth of some more of this stuff, and I would have been good to go. But I was using the car that I had to pick people up and drop them off in order to make money. So... To make a long story short, that car that night was stolen from me to pick up that last blast. And I couldn't quite understand what that was all about. The person that took off with my car, because I had nobody inside of the car, but with me being so accustomed to being with somebody, having somebody in my car, all the time because I was always with somebody. I kind of got drugged into the drug world. <laughs> That's why they call it drug. Anyway, I ended up being by myself, which if we understand what the scripture tells us, it says something along the lines of enemy will try to make, to get you 
to be isolated from those who love and who are around you so that he can get you to himself so he can take you out. Well, lo and behold, that was the night. Now, a lot of people have these experiences of near-death experiences, have these experiences where they went into a coma and uh, they came back and they have a new awareness. Well, this particular night, after my car was gone, I'm walking the street hoping that this guy was coming back. The guy who I got the $10 hit from told me that, you know, he he was like, uh, he must be coming back because he comes to me all the time. So I must have walked the streets in that area for almost about three hours before the car returned. Now, I have no idea what that was all about. But I was like, okay, the guy's got to come back eventually. But I had nothing to do with that. But what really blew me away was that my little crack pipe was inside of that car, and that's what I was most concerned about as opposed to my life. Well, as I was walking back down the street, I had changed my coat up and what have you because I'm thinking that, you know, if he sees me in the same coat, he might take off and, you know, I won't get my car back. Well, as I'm walking down the street, I see this car pull over perpendicular to the street in which I'm walking down. And the guy jumped out the car and he said, yo, 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 y'all know that nigga? And the dude that was walking with me, he said, well, this is him right here. The guy stopped in his tracks like he saw a ghost. He jumped back, ran to the car, jumped inside of the car, stepped on the gas, and he cut the corner coming towards me. Now, I couldn't quite understand what this was all about. My high was kind of drowning out because, you know, I've been out there like for a good minute, not hitting anything because I had nothing in it. But you know that guy came directly at me and his intent was to run me over with that car. But I kept chanting that day, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But I'll tell you, when that guy came to run me over with my car, something in my head said jump. And my attempt to jump, I thought was not successful. Because the next thing I knew, I was laying on my back looking up into the sky. I tell you this story because the power of God is amazing. There's no telling how long I might have been out, how long I may have been unaware. Because all I remembered was jumping or attempting to jump to not get hit by this car. But I don't, I didn't feel the car. I don't know what happened when he came at me. All I know is that I had to do the best I could to jump. The next thing I knew, I was laying on my back in the street looking at stars in the sky. My head could have busted wide open, but the power of God is of such a degree, so I believe that it could have been repaired just then and there because the thing that blew me away about that experience is that when I opened my eyes and I looked into the sky, I knew that my glasses was not on my face. But this is the crazy thing that puzzles me to this very day. 
as I'm laying flat on my back, I took my right hand and I reached over my face across to my left shoulder and put my hands directly on my glasses from the middle of my glasses as though I knew exactly where they were. And I threw those glasses on my face with a speed and a movement that was almost unconscious. And I jumped to my feet, and I said, what the hell was that about? And there were some people on the street, and they said, damn. They said, dude, we thought you were dead. And when I heard that, a rush came over my body was like, what? And then I was like, what happened? And then I said, how the hell did I know where my glasses was? The reason why I say that, the reason why I tell you this story is because not only did I have that experience when I was between 8 and 11 years old and I heard something tell me stop to keep me from being killed, but this particular night when I was on the street, and I was flipped through the air, flipped through the air, they said. And as I flipped through the air and landed on the ground, they thought I bust my head. I knew where my glasses was. I don't know how I knew where my glasses was, but I knew where my glasses was. I say this because apparently I know what I don't know. And I hear what others don't hear. And it brings me to a place, makes me understand a different awareness that others may not have. And so I come to share the things that are before me to share with the world because something's going on and I know God knows what it is and I'm trusting God. So I'm moving forward in doing these things and at this time we'll have a musical break unless you have something to say right now Arlene Um, you know, I, actually, your story kind of brings to mind uh, something that happened when I lived in um, Detroit. And there, I, I was attending, uh, I was attending an Aikido class. And, you know, uh, one of the things I will say about those folks that I that I was in the class with, and most of the most of the men were were older. Um, you you're you're talking about thirties, forties, fifties, even up into the sixties. And there was one of the one of the people there. He was a brown belt. He you know brown belt and. He was talking, he had gotten, some guy tried to carjack him. And one of the things that he, 
he explained that happened to him was a sort of a, 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 a not a blacking out so much, but his consciousness became sort of laser-focused. Now, one of the things that people should know about a black belt, in a, excuse me, a brown belt in Aikido is like they are just literally like one step away from being a black belt. And many, many people uh, end up staying at being a brown belt simply because they don't want to go through the process of becoming a black belt because there, there is a level of commitment there uh, that they're not willing to give because it, it's almost mandatory within that, that uh, particular martial art that you actually have to start teaching. Well, what he did was he, you know, he, he talked about how he ended up disarming the guy. You know, the guy, the guy was, um, the guy was nervous and what have you. And one of the things with the keto is because it's, it's um, a soft martial art. You can you can actually put moves on a person and they be unaware that they're about to be taken down, and this is essentially what happened to the guy. But he talked about how his concentration became laser focused and he ended up disarming the guy, and then um, and then the guy ran off, and he he literally, you know, got into his car and he drove straight to the police station and he told them what had happened. Um, And I'm not sure what the details were uh, in terms of um, the outcome of it because uh, soon after that I I ended up moving to Arizona. Um, But one of the things that I will say is that, that there is definitely... I, what I would call uh, the I am that's within, that a lot of times that will take over um, a person's consciousness in order to get them um, in a position of, of safety where they, you know, there is there is some other, there's something else operating uh, in their consciousness. And I, I think that was, Something that definitely happened to you, especially when it came to um, it came to your experience with uh, with both the the rock being thrown at you, and also with the person trying to run you over with your own car, and you literally, you know, doing some type of Jackie Chan move that that left corner of people <laughs> absolutely befuddled because you know they're they're looking at the whole situation in like uh, in an absolute awe. So um you know I I just I guess I brought that story up to, to say that um that you know who the I here one of the things that I will say is that uh, the martial art itself it does bring out um, a sort of a repetitive, uh, a repetitive and, and you know, in in sort of a spiritual state. Because I know that when I was in the class, in order to learn how to do many of the moves, I actually 
I actually started meditating before I would actually go into the class in order to, but no, I just wanted to share that, uh, share that. And um, I guess we could go ahead and take our musical, musical break unless you want to, you want to add to that. Well, um, is there another caller on the line um, that, that wishes to put us to the, well, the key we, button? We, we can, we can ask Claudette. That's still Claudette. Uh, we can bring her okay. back on just from the to see if she has anything to ask. Hi, Claudette. You still with us? Yes, I am. And I am going to conclude this evening as I go take care of something else, but it has been a most enlightening story time King. this last part. I'm like, wow. So I I knew there was something special about you. I'm like, well, okay. So he hears from God directly and knows how to respond. And uh, I agree uh, that, that um, you know, in miracle kind of happening, God does take over. You, you're not even aware or certain. You can't even figure it out. He just does the miracle for you. And uh, when yeah. you become aware yeah. of that, all you can do is extend gratitude. Lord, I thank you. So thank you for yeah, sharing yeah. your story with me. Definitely. All righty. You all have a great night here. Thank you, you Claudia. Too. We love you. Thank mm, you. All right, Arlene. We'll do some Holy Holy by uh, Marvin Gaye there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I I think I think got it here. Because that's some Holy Moly stuff there, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. 
I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. That's some deep stuff. Like we spoke earlier, the Bible only text that exists that has wisdom to share and for us to obtain. But the Bible, as I believe, is the text in and of itself that is as I would say, the only one. And that's my my opinion. It's the only one that is the living document. Because I've read the Bible a few times, and when there is a message in there for my now, it comes strong, and it walks me through my experience of what is at this time, at this moment for me? And, and I'm so grateful for that. You know, when I think about the power of this new experience of life, because that's what moving from the elementary to the maturity of spirituality is all about. It's recognizing that God said, behold, I make all things new. God is the expansion and the fullness of all there is. The universe in and of itself is constantly expanding. It's life in and of itself. It is the expression of everything that there is everything that was, and everything that has become. But the biggest challenge we have is removing all fear. Because removing all fear is the greatest challenge we each face. Removing all fear to face when accepting that love is all there is because everything other than love is illusionary. Moving from the elementary to fully embrace the maturity of spirituality requires the removal of all fear. But it has been fear that has been rooted and rerooted into the fabric of our subconscious and conscious mind and memory for so long until we have been brainwashed into accepting that our fear is the greatest part of our identification. Prada. Life is the breath. Just just breathe in and breathe in. Oftentimes I like repeating some of the things that I say because it, in repetition it produces the solidity of thought awareness. Charge 
of each one of us is to move beyond all of our fears, all of our doubts, in order to be the greater aspect of our God being. No matter your faith practice, God being is life and spirit that produces love's expansion of life and all being in both the physical and non-physical worlds of existence. Let me repeat that. The charge of each one of us is to move beyond all of our fears and all of our doubts in order to be the greater aspect of our God being. No matter your faith practice, God being is life and spirit that produces love's expansion of life and all being in both the physical and non-physical worlds of existence. Let this absorb into your thought consciousness. And let us breathe one more time. Prada is life. God is life. Then all life is God. God is spirit. Then all spirit is God. God is love then all love is God. Therefore, it is our individualized perception of what these are within the self-created imagery that makes the difficulty of seeing that all is one and from one source. For even the cancerous cell of a victim who succumbs to that devastation is affected by that devastation because of a single cell within himself that chose a course of developed expansion against greater whole. Every created thing has a created counterfeit, but only the truly discerning who properly relates to the source knows within how to select through the knowledge of connection to and through the source within, how to best relate to the authenticity of God. We're going to play another beautiful song. Earth, Wind, and Fire. We did uh, R. Kelly earlier, but Earth, Wind, and Fire has a beautiful song called Spirit. And we'll open the lines for those who may have some comments and like to share. All right, so here we are, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Spirit.
Now, we had also shared some stories uh, in regards to um, how how the I am that's within um, has impacted the, you know, has impacted um, the people, the lives of other people that we may know, or, you know, King himself has actually shared some of those stories. But one of the things that we really just want to reiterate is that because of the very nature of the fact that most texts are translated from another language, there are certain nuances and things that are being shared in it that may be lost because of the translation. And one of the things that's really interesting about the English language is that it is the interpretations are not that we may be gaining from any living document that we may be reading may get lost in the in the translations um, because the Bible in itself is because it's a living document it's a more or less like a coded text so there is a need to actually go deeper and delve deeper. Anything you want to add, honey, before you move on? Well, I guess I could add um, here that it's clear to the mature that the English language is not the first language of the planet Earth. And many languages get lost in translation from the ancient text. There are even languages that are considered obscure now. But the power of the sound vibration is a phenomenal experience that chanting has brought change in people's lives. Um, and sometimes when we are locked into a, I guess one could say, shadow of the cave mentality where we live a a life kind of disassociated from anything else around us except that which we choose to expose ourselves to, um, we, we, we cut God short in allowing the expansion of our own consciousness. Let me further add that language understanding is a cooperation of mind, faculty, and spirit cognition to the kind of vibration and frequency that each word sound possesses. Sound is energy, and energy is either positive, negative, or neutral and limit the unlimited unlimited God that exists. We can't shut out the the reality of the experiences that others are having wherever they may be on the planet, wherever they may experience that aspect of the living life that only God can provide. So we need to learn how to be more accepting collectively, no matter where we are, no matter what the experience is, of what we best understand. But at the same time, we cannot stand in a place 
of judgment against another because they perceive a vibration different than the one we perceive and receive because God is in charge and God knows exactly what what he is doing. And I use the word he in the sense that that's how I was brought up and the consciousness thereof, but I'm not taking anything away from anybody in regards to they see the manifestation of the creative energy itself. Because when I sit back and I think about the love that emanates from the nurturing of the female entity amongst us, I embrace the consciousness of the feminine energy as being divine because it truly is. I wrote a little something here that I'll share. It says, imagine, if imagination was all there is and everything formed was formed because the power of imagination could make it so. But then imagine that your gift to image was stolen from you and you forgot you ever had the ability to create. After a while, you would become stuck in the rut of the everyday mundane, being the same again and again. But I am told that it is written, Behold, I make all things new. Therefore, if and when we move from the elementary into the maturity of spirituality, we can better come to perceive the new and begin to live a life free from the bondage of fear and lack and selfishness. I think about, use the word self, and I think of that there's a counterfeit for everything that is created to deceive and distract and draw you away from what is for your greater good. So I came across a composition of words that talks about the self. And the amazing thing about this self thing is that bring your consciousness to a place of understanding that there is no real individuality in regards to the self as separate from anything else. But from the self, everything became the manifestation of what it is in our current consciousness of now. That's the expansion and the expression of the creative energy. So who is the self? Steve, like I was saying earlier, um, this is going to be, I'm going to upload this on my webpage, um, thesoulsoflifesociety.org. I am going to uh, leave it available on Facebook. And I have a webpage availability as well as a YouTube channel. And we're going to see how we can get, keep this material up and running. So this, this, this dissertation is called, Who is the Self? The self is a self 
existent being which transcends all concepts of creation and the created and is beyond the scope of time, space, cause, and effect of the material and the physical world. The self emerged out of the self, and what emerges is none other than the self. Creation and self are one and the same, and is the answer to who, how, where, what, and when. The self is the sustaining force behind and before all phenomenon and all life. God, who goes by many names, is the self which assumes the forms and names which human beings call and see of the physical realm. God assumes the names of all life forms and existence. This divine consciousness is the self and is the being of all things, no matter how great or small. The concept by the human mind of a unique and separate existence from and outside of the divine consciousness is what constitutes arrogance, egoism, insolence, greed, avarice, division, and ignorance that is not becoming of the self. And in such thought, human existence cannot recognize the oneness of all and hence fails to recognize that the source of all is the self, and the self is one. Of such thought, it then bears to reason that human existence is one of many levels of conscious or unconscious awareness. It may even bear to reason that many unaware. As life proves itself to be of growth and development, then it is logically deducted that transcending or evolution is the course of that which manifests evidence in the continuance of creation in itself, through itself, in the self that is all. That which does not grow will prove itself not to be. For in the length of time granted, there will be no evidence of that which once was, which then no more. I kind of like that thing, man. I'm telling you for real. <laughs> it's deep, but, you know, it's real. How you doing over there, all right? I'm doing excellent. And, again, we want to invite anybody who's interested in joining the conversation to press the number one and let us know that you are interested in joining us. Well, otherwise, you can go ahead and continue. Um, although there was a thought that I had when you were talking about um, how we should not get caught up in the idea that or limiting God. So. One of the things that I like to do to actually observe nature and when you think about how God chooses to express, you know, express him herself uh, in the world, uh, all you really have to do is look to nature and look at the multiplicity and joy that joy 
and vibrancy in which uh, the creator enjoys, you know, expressing. So one of these things that I do is I think about the grains of sand and how every grain of sand, every piece of dirt um, is different from the next piece. It's, it's like all of it is its own individual unique self. When you look at the leaves on the trees, every leaf on the tree is different. When you look at the flowers, every flower is different. When you look at every, all of God's people are different. I, you know, having even when even if you come across a situation where you have twins, there is something different about twins. Uh, even though they may be mirror images of each other there are subtle differences or even differences within the personality of, of uh, the twins. Uh, when you think about the plants, the trees, uh, you know, everything in creation um, is expressing in its own unique uh, individual way. Now, I suppose like when I really sat down, it sat down with that thought, what came to me was like, well, a creator that cre- that created that would express itself in these multiple ways in the physical. Why would it? Why would a creator like that get hung up on um, one particular path um, to get to the source? It it made no sense to me. And I'm complete that just brief. We're we're running short on time, so. Well, I, I, I'm I'm glad you kind of brought that up because one of the things that amazed me, and like I said, you know, I have this alternate fight thing going on. I think about this, the egg and the sperm. And when I think of that, it dawns on me that when the egg and the sperm comes together, there is something miraculous that occurs that causes that to become oneself. Now, we're talking about oneself, okay, two cells that became one. Okay, now the magic, one cell into trillions of cells, which constitutes what we are right now, which is one body. When I spoke earlier, I said that there are over 10 million cells that are produced in our body consistently from the day of our birth, in essence, up to the present time, per second, 10 million cells per second are produced. 10 million cells per second are destroyed. There's a constant movement, a constant circulation of cells producing and reproducing at the same time, being destroyed and moving forward. But the energy and the vibration of that which is the universal eternal aspect of the continuation of creation does not have to destroy the replication of itself. It continues to expand. So in saying that and knowing that creation has been in existence before the beginning of man We 
in essence, are living inside of God, just as the one cell out of the 10 million that are being produced right now is living inside of us. We are living inside of God, just as the 10 million cells that are inside of us right now that have died. So when I hear a person say we are God, we can't help but be nothing else but God. This is the maturity of spirituality. Because even if your body has a strange notion that there is something out of order, you become aware of it and you do something about it. And we're talking about a body. God is even greater than that. Yet we are inside that greatness. And how can we not be that greatness if we are a part of that greatness and that greatness is a part of us and we are one? Okay. I think I'm all right. <laughs> Do we have a song we can actually um, close out with that um, you think would be cool? I, I didn't give any thought to one. I, I got kind of caught up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can always do plays. What do you think? I guess so. Let's go for it. Okay. All right. People, we All love right. you. I know our time is up almost anyway. Yeah. So we can close out with that song. Um, what do you think, Arlene? That's a good idea? Yeah, that's a great idea. And we will see you next week, One Love, One Connection, One Us. And we will talk about, um, you know, should you be involved with a person that loves you more than you love them? Okay. See you next week. Love you, people. Namaste. Namaste.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.